Hello and welcome to Backyard Catches. This is your host, Nick Roby, joining you once again. Hope you're having a good Columbus Day. That's when we're recording this, so whenever you're listening. Uh, guys, what a fun weekend of college football. Just so many good things to take away from. And the fun part is we're not even getting to the full slate of teams available. You know, you got the Big Ten coming in a couple weeks and then the Pac-12 after that. But what a full slate of games we had available. I mean, as a Clemson fan, obviously that's what I was super tuned into with the Clemson-Miami game. But you got Georgia-Tennessee, Alabama-Old Miss. Um, We got all these fun games coming up. So what I wanted to do is just do a little, just some takeaways that I've had from the weekend and just some thoughts and just wanted to get out before we get into the next slate of games. And so we can get started with just what Clemson did on Saturday night. I thought they were super dominant, super competitive. The key things I was trying to look for was how would, how would the tight ends play? How would the running backs play? Could our defense stop this dynamic Miami offense? And really, they checked off all those kinds of boxes for me. I mean, we had a lot of young guys playing, and it really just gave them an opportunity to step up and look Super good in that. I thought the defensive backs especially played super well. Uh, made some big uh, plays. Jones got an interception. Booth with another big defensive play. Went that pack's breakup down the field. And really held King. I want to say it was only like 120 yards rushing or, or throwing, excuse me. And except for that really long run that he had, really held the offense at bay. And other than that block field goal attempt, at the end of the half, they were returned for a touchdown. I thought the defense looked super dominant. And for me, kind of the question that kind of comes into this is, is when you look around the country or hear different narratives before the start of this game, the really the question is like, can Miami, like what can Miami do to, to beat down or to beat Clemson? And they really were talking up to that and just the speed, especially with King at quarterback. And, you know, that's the question. And that's what people are lifting up the whole time. And then so after to see just how dominant the teams are, it's just interesting to see that dynamic of like every week as a team with your target on your back. Like what does that look like for other teams as they try to take you down? But I still think Miami has some strong key pieces there. And I think they're building something for there for sure. I thought other times they were not, they were kind of, it was more of a facade a little bit of what was going on. Whereas here it felt like they really have some pieces and can build on it um, for years to come. And so I think they've got some time to rebound and we could easily see them again in the AC championship game. And that would be a fun game to watch, but really just a great Saturday night um, and just a big win for Clemson. And now the the question for Clemson is, can they stay focused for the rest of the year? We know you got Notre Dame and a Florida state, Virginia tech. Can they stay focused on the task at hand and and just go week to week to, to make another playoff run. Uh, the second takeaway I had is that just going from that, Etienne and Lawrence seem uh, Trevor Lawrence seem like the Heisman leaders right now. Uh, part of this is too that we don't have people like Justin Fields in the mix as well. So I would think as soon as Ohio State plays that he will be right up there too. But Etienne and Lawrence are both looking like they've stepped up another level over the offseason. Etienne being able to catch passes out of the backfield is just such a dynamic way to add to his 
offensive game. When you take a player like that who's so explosive, but the one thing against him was that his hands weren't necessarily the best and his blocking during pass protection plays. He's worked on both of those, and especially with being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. If you think of like a Alvin Kamara, who used to play for Tennessee and now plays for the Saints, how dynamic is that in an offense where you can give him that many more touches in space and make defenders play, try to make him tackles in the open field? I think he had like 25 touches or something for over 220 yards, all-purpose yards, two touchdowns. To me, I mean, I could easily see him as the, the top candidate, for Clemson, and I think that is the one thing as you look at this is that Clemson has never had a Heisman before. And now, with the style that Sweeney plays, and me personally as a fan, I think it's good for the team to be able to get the backups in there and get them some real reps so that way, when it kind of takes time in case of an injury, and especially with COVID now, having to just increase your depth. And when it t- comes down into crunch time, those guys have had some reps. So it's good for that in a team sense. But from a individual sense with stats, those guys don't always get to stay in there as long when it comes to that. So if they get to stay in longer in these years and have this, some stats to back up the talent that we see, I think it's a real shot. Now, to me, personally, I don't know if either of them will. Also, them being on the same team kind of takes away a little bit. But... I think this is a good of a year as any uh, for them to get it. Otherwise, I don't know if a Clemson player under Dabo Sweeney will just get to do it with that style. But it uh, will be really interesting to see as we go into the future. Also, apparently, um, it seems like they're wanting to do it over a Zoom call, which is or just a video call, which is really interesting. I know that's how the Major League Baseball does their MVP, but it, it, it's a little sad that they won't be able to be there in person, but it's just the times we're living in guys. So, you know, so I guess it's just, we should be glad we just have football, but it's a little bummer. Um, another takeaway I had that was interesting is that Georgia is really building momentum. I really wasn't sure what to make once Jamie Newman left. I thought it was interesting. He was going there in the first place and Newman always was one of those players who was, I feel like was good, but then we played in bigger games. He, he didn't play as well. So he had, transfer there and now he's opting out because of all the COVID and so you're expecting like a JT Daniels to come but he wasn't ready and so they had that new freshman quarterback Bennett and they've really looked good I, I honestly a little bit better than I expected I think the big thing is just the the line play for them has been good and defensively they just look really talented and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with the question for me was like, can their offense be able to perform well enough in order to, to, to do that, to make them a real playoff potential team this year? And I think they're really starting to answer those questions. So it'll be interesting to see when they play some of these bigger opponents as we get down the season. But so far, so good with them. Um, next, keeping in the SEC, I had Will Alabama win the SEC. They've got the talent. But they just look a little young on the defensive end. And it'll just be interesting. Just the SEC just looks really competitive. And, I mean, that's the same kind of question you could ask for the ACC. But I think there's just just some parity this year. It'll be looked really interesting. You know, you had a Florida go down to Texas A&M. You've got Georgia. You've got 
Auburn, even though they lost, they're always there, you know? Um, so really, it, you know, the question is like, can Alabama keep it up and keep going? Um, and that's me. That's more of a defensive question than it is for their offense. Their offense still looks dynamic and still kicking on all cylinders, but defensively, can their defensive backs hold up? Can the defensive um, players hold them enough? Which sounds so crazy and when you're talking about the SEC, but that's kind of what it looks like right now. So I could easily see an uh, Georgia-Alabama rematch, and I don't know. Alabama's got to bring their A game if they want to make it back to the playoff. So, But I think they've got a really good shot as well. Uh, the Big 12 hasn't really decided who they want to be their front runner. You would think at the beginning of the year it was Oklahoma, and then Oklahoma loses two in a row, and then you think, like, okay, maybe Texas. But then now Texas has lost twice. And then you're thinking, like, okay, it's Oklahoma State, I guess, uh, or who is number seven in the country now, or you've got Iowa State, but they lost, you know, first game to, you know, in non-conference. And so you're like, I'm not really sure what to make of this. So the Big 12 is just it's just very up for grabs. So conference-wise, it really is anybody's game. Oklahoma has dominated in the past recent years, but really it's anybody's game. But when it comes to a playoff, it's getting harder to, to see if one of those teams can come up. And, you know, when you think of, like, say you got Clemson, Ohio State, assuming if they win, you know, you're taking even Alabama, and then say you have a one-loss Georgia or vice versa, one-loss Alabama, it's hard not to have those four be in there if you don't have somebody dominant from uh, the Big 12. So I think for the, for the conference state, they want uh, one team to emerge for playoff wise, but for parity, when it comes to whoever wins the conference, it makes it really intriguing in that, uh, you know, number six I had was how does the, how do big t- 10 teams look when they start to play in a couple weeks, we're starting to actually get down to the nitty gritty of these teams are starting to get closer to actually coming to play. And so I'm just really interested to see what that looks like. Do we get a similar, just some crazy stuff in the first week because you have teams that are back or do you have, you know, top teams like Ohio state and Penn state just come out and look dominant or do you get a little bit of a mixture, you know, like how do their offenses compare to what we're seeing in the rest of the country? Offense seems to be really dominant right now where defense hasn't been able to do as much as maybe we've seen in years past. So I would expect somebody like Ohio state to come out in all cylinders, especially, getting an opponent like Nebraska who they'll be up and ready to play for. So I'm excited to see what that dynamic finally looks like with them ready to go. As we've just been seeing the rest of the country, you know, it's just been such a long idol for them. So I'm excited for that. And then shortly thereafter, we'll see the PAC 12 and the PAC 12 is going to be really interesting in the sense of what do you do? Like they're trying to make it, you know, both of those without any breaks. Um, but the Big Ten is at least trying to do with nine games. I mean, the Pac-12 is just trying to fit in seven games. And so I personally don't see how one of those teams, like an Oregon or even a USC, gets into the playoffs because you, you, I don't know if they'll play enough games that they'll be available for to technically qualify, but I don't know if they will play enough for people in the committee to really vote them in if there's availability. And plus, as we're seeing just within this COVID season that you have to have some time available in case of postponements or just how COVID kind of affects out there. And I know it was really strong, especially in California. So 
it'd just be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, but I don't know if on a national landscape it'll really be there. But I love the fact that all these teams are coming back. You got the MAC coming back, Mountain West. I, it's just kind of fun that all those teams are coming back. But and then going to the next point, I was already starting to talk on too is should an undefeated Pac-12 team get in over a one-loss ACC or SEC team? And to me, the answer is no because I just don't think the body of work is enough. And unfortunately for the Pac-12, I don't know if their conference is strong enough for even like an undefeated Oregon, say, just because they don't have the full body of work as compared to, say, a one-loss Notre Dame or a one-loss UNC or a one-loss Georgia, you know, or even a one-loss Alabama or even a one-loss Clemson. To me, they just have played more games because ACC teams will have played 11, SC 10. You're getting ranked opponents in there. You're getting just a lot of strong matchups. I just don't know if the body of work will be enough for them. But I'm glad for those players and coaches that they get to have a season and get to crown a conference champion and have some completion in the year. And I know those those players have worked really hard, and I'm really excited they get to do that. But to answer that question, I just don't know if they would get that. Um, then next I had, as we're going, uh, what's really fun is three ACC teams are in the top five of the AP poll. Looks looks like for the first time ever, um, which is even just crazy to think about. But you just think historically the ACC has really just been more, uh, when you think nationally, the first sport you think of is basketball. And so and where, where you have a power like a Florida State or even a Virginia Tech who have now joined, um, or you have Miami who's has a historical piece of it, but that was more in the Big East days, and now Clemson. They haven't had, it, the argument has been they haven't had as much consistency as, say, an SEC or Big Ten. And it's just really fun to have three teams in the top five. And yes, I know that includes Notre Dame, but they're playing under the banner, so it'll be okay. Uh, now, do I wish that Notre Dame would decide to fully be in the AC if they will be in every other sport? Yes, because I don't think that's fair for them to be able to do that. But we will we will claim them this year as part of that. And so I think that's just the fun dynamic of this. And then UNC has been really uh, playing well. They had a big win over Virginia Tech and had that shootout. And Howell, Sam Howell's playing well and seems to have started to get into a rhythm with this. And so... I could see them as being the team that faces Clemson in the ACC championship. Uh, them or, or Notre Dame seem to be like the front two front runners in that with Miami as a fourth, uh, like a fourth place team in that. But man, that's fun. And what's interesting is that Clemson and Notre Dame will play. And then we actually don't play UNC this year. So we wouldn't play unless we got into that, but really how looks good. If he keeps putting up numbers and you have to throw up him uh, in the Heisman conversation as well. Uh, but, man, what a fun time if you're an ACC fan just to have this many uh, top teams in the country. So I hope you're enjoying it right now. And then another point I just wanted to make was um, we're doing a pick em contest uh, for Backyard Catch. And, um, unfortunately, I am pulling up the rear. We're only two weeks in. We got started late. Uh, we have some of our other contributors who have joined us. And as a part of us starting with them, 
we wanted to do like a pick'em contest, and your boy is struggling a little bit. But you know, it's okay. You got these flips of games, and I was just thinking about how I lost two games because of overtime. And overtime, you know, you had Pitt. I had Pitt. I was the only one who had these games. I had Pitt over Boston College, and Pitt loses in overtime when the the kicker misses the extra point. Then I was the only one who had Texas. When it came to Texas Oklahoma Red River rivalry, um, that tongue twister, and you know, and Texas loses, throwing an interception in overtime number four, you know, a couple of breaks and those flip, and I go from a four and six week to a six and four week, and uh, tied for the lead of the week and coming back. So my, my thought with this was just like with when it comes to overtime, I always feel like it's one of those rules that like. You don't like it if your team loses, but then if your team wins and you love it, uh, you know, I, I think it's better than uh, ending in a tie. I don't think that's as good, especially with trying to compare national teams as they used to do before. So I'm glad it can end in some way. I probably wish that they would move it back a little bit and to where maybe put it at midfield, make them get a few more first downs before actually. Uh, getting to be so close instead of being automatically in field goal range. But I know they're just trying to end the game well. So for me this week, it just did not work. And I was bummed by that. But you know what? It's okay. I'll come back on the other side. So you'll see a comeback. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll do better in the <laughs> upcoming weeks. But you know that sometimes how the breaks kind of go in that. So, you know, so I'm really excited just with all this. And we got some fun games coming up just in the upcoming weeks as well. And uh, stay tuned. We're coming with some more articles coming out. So stay tuned with our boys, Chad, Hank, and Will, and myself. And we're excited to, to get started and get going with some more content coming in these upcoming weeks, uh, just with some more articles and just getting to know a little bit more about the guys and just what we're each getting to hopefully bring to the table, which will be really fun. Another also fun thing, if you're not staying tuned in this right now, is we've got our backyard catch rankings where we have different people on a committee who get to vote every week for who our top 15 teams are as compared to you know what the AP poll is or what the playoff comes out as. And um, I really enjoyed that, and it's really fun to see like what different people from different fan bases think, and um, especially makes it hard now because as you're trying to, to think through like, what do you do with like big 10 teams and pac 12 teams that are now available to rank? Cause we're following how the AP poll has been doing it basically in these last couple of weeks, making them available. But what do you do with an Ohio state? For example, where to me, they're a top three th- team in the country. If you're, we're playing as normal, but if they're not playing right now, you know, teams that are playing a lot of times are getting a higher precedent to that. But to me, they're a top three team easy um if we're playing under normal circumstances so it just makes it super interesting to see like how people are thinking through this and 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 how they're coming about it and hopefully being able to give just just a fun thing to get to have a say in who we would say who our top four or top 15 teams are and then get to compare them to what uh the ap poll stuff is kind of look like so anyway there's a quick just a little recap I wanted to do from the weekend. Super fun. Um, hopefully getting to watch some more games this upcoming weekend. And so, y'all, thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the podcast if you want to stay up to date with all our most recent episodes. You get them earlier 
than necessarily if you were not to. So please do that. Uh, if you love the podcast or like the podcast, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you, um, what you enjoy about it. Uh, so please let us know and that and to, it helps other people help discover the podcast as well um, and give it a shot. So please do that. And remember to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, so give us a follow in any one of those um, to stay up to date with, especially with some more articles coming out soon. So you don't want to miss that. So, and y'all with this podcast, remember it's, you can get it wherever you subscribe to podcasts. So anyway, guys, thanks so much. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. All right. See you later.